Welcome to the Youthscape podcast, the podcast for Christians who work with young people. So basically, I just need a little chat. I just think that we've been doing these podcasts for a while and um, I just think we need to go on record and just show that behind our spontaneity and tomfoolery and Tina foolery, just to be gender aware, actually there is a lot of planning. So gentle listener, this is the War Rooms episode where me and Martin are going to chat about this season and we're going to show people how we come to our plans of what we do. So we're, we're starting the new season of the Youthscape podcast with me, Martin Saunders, and her, Rachel Gardner, with the sort of making of documentary. Yeah, we are. I mean, the thing that's even further behind that is actually that's all a complete lie. I was going to say. we don't plan anything. Literally, you didn't tell me about this until no. we started recording. And I, I just yeah. want to go on record and say I'm not comfortable with the word Tina foolery. <laughs> What on earth are you talking oh, about? Oh, I haven't even started the new season properly and there's, there's already naughtiness afoot. So I, I just thought, because basically the theme of this new season is innovation and all things I'm sorry, new for what, innovation. What did you say? Innovation, I just no, sneeze that, snorted out of the back of my throat. Um, and I am sat, I have been sat for the last two years of podcast. It's like five and years. And the last five years of podcast and the last 10 years of probably working life. Yes. Next to the person that I think really leads this so I'm like before we get into interviewing anybody else I just said to Amy can we have an episode without any guests and basically you and I talk about this topic that you've been thinking about for a very 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 long time now I knew if I was to ask you that you'd be like no 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 let's not do that so I've now got you on air and we're gonna talk and we're gonna chat about this because we're actually opening up a season for a topic that has been at the heart of Youthscape since you were brought on board to turn this into a national organisation. So I wanted to come to you as the wise woman in the woods. Wow. There's so much <laughs> to unpack. wise woman in that there. I don't know how to respond to the sheer force of your personality sometimes. <laughs> and this is one of those times. It's interesting that you... Um, when you tried to say innovation for the first time yes. there, you almost couldn't. I almost threw it up. Because, uh, and there's good reason for that, because it has become this unbelievably overused buzzword. And uh, it's worth just starting there and saying that all of us are probably, we've got a slight grumpiness mm. to the word innovation now, because it's just that thing that everybody sticks on everything. I've actually got a slide that I sometimes put up on when I do talks about innovation. Um, about all the different kind of people and and organisations and brands that have tried to claim innovation as one of their values. And it's pretty hard now to find a bank or a estate agent or a hairdresser or a brand of milk or whatever you want <laughs> that doesn't claim innovation to be one of their their core values. And um, and I I sort of I mean we'll talk about this. I'm I'm at the moment for good reason that we'll get onto. I'm compiling some thoughts and and stuff about innovation at the moment and it sort of hit the absolute rock bottom for me when I was driving on holiday and uh, and I got stuck behind this truck and on the back of the truck there was a claim and it was a wet wipe baby wet wipe kind of uh company transporting its baby wet wipes across the UK (laughs) south to north 
um, which is very much a description of our relationship. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, it, and emblazoned in huge letters across the back of this truck were the words, the world's leading wet wipe innovator. Ooh. And I thought, not only is that the most boring thing you could claim, it's, it's also like, come on, at some point, we've got to draw the line with this word because it's going to lose all meaning. And I think what we've tried to do, certainly at Youthscape over the last eight years now, uh, is to really drill down what we mean by mm. the word innovation mm-hmm. and that sort of whole discipline that sits behind it. And it doesn't just mean new ideas. So it's, it's not yes. just the, the, the sort of handy buzzword for describing new ideas and, uh, and I think we sell it short and we sell the whole idea short when that's all that we mean. So that's not what this season is about. Brilliant. So we are drawing a line under this and we're saying it's a really important thing to talk about. Yes. Because it's one of those things that's often, like sex, badly talked about. Yes. There we go. So yes. uh, that's interesting, isn't Everyone it? Everyone tries to do it, but yes. only a few do it well. <laughs> You took it too far, Saunders. So, um, so innovation. So, I, I when I hear a word that I'm a little bit like, nah, 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 nah. I don't, I don't stop and think actually what is a definition because I kind of pick up a, a kind of a pop culture version mm, of it mm. and run with it, and then I, I don't spend most of my time thinking, oh, they use word innovation. I'm, I, I'm aware of it because I think I hang up with you quite a bit. I'm aware of the massive work that's gone into the heart of youthscape and but i kind of just brush it off and then it has as you say it has no meaning yeah. it doesn't mean anything to me if someone says oh we're, we're a church planting organization that's full of innovation i'm like well, I, so it doesn't doesn't mean anything new yeah. to me um so so i'm going to come to you martin yeah how do we approach so, so both, how do we approach the word but that's a little bit boring as well isn't it so how do we approach what is the best mental mindset for approaching this season in church history of youth ministry wow. where we do need to do things differently? We do mm. need a fresh perspective. That it's, we've hit crisis after crisis. So what, how is innovation? How can we approach innovation in a way that will really harness good stuff for the next mm. sort of five, ten years? What, so not just what does the word mean, but how do we properly understand our relationship with it mm. and then its relationship with youth ministry? And one of I the mean, things I a, love... As a PhD, go, go in right a, in. In our, in our interview relationship <laughs> yeah. is, is the way that you ask very short, clipped and direct very questions. very clear questions. <laughs> uh, but I'll have a go. So does let it me make just, sense a question, though? Uh, half well, of it. Let's did. try. So let me, let me start by saying I'm not having a go at people for using the word innovation. It's fine. You can you can claim innovation. It's just a word, isn't it? Yeah. But it's just important to draw a distinction between what what we're talking about when we say innovation, as in creative, just general creativity. We're got, we're going to try and be creative, which everyone is allowed to do, and we and we embrace that. And we love yeah. the fact that everyone yeah. is creative. But the the term innovation describes like a discipline, like a humanity like history or English or geography or psychology, where there's actual kind of like theories and rules and processes to follow. And people who've done research and written fairly thick books and tried to outline what what they mean by the discipline, the field of innovation. Um, And so that's what we're going to be talking about in this this season of the Youthscape podcast. Um, And what like a very, very basic definition of that would be um, that you are um, innovation is about finding creative solutions to uh, existing problems, difficult problems, like hard to pin down problems, 
by following, you know, a, a robust process. So it's not just, you know, um, it's not just being in the shower and having an idea. Mm-hmm. It's actually understanding the world we're operating in or the specific field of the world that we're operating in, which for us is youth ministry, and then really seeking to understand the problems and the issues and the opportunities in that subsection of culture and then saying, right, we're going to commit to to interrogating this issue, trying to find all the possible solutions, finding the best one, developing it to the very best way, we testing that idea, evaluating what we've done. So that's much more, isn't it? That's much mm. broader than um, than just innovation is creativity. And so how we approach that is you've got to be committed to the long haul. You've got to be committed to the fact that you're going to fail lots. Um, and and it's it's hard work and it's not, it's not fun. Like there's a, there's bits of the process that are definitely fun. But if you're imagining it's just about a, a quick brainstorm and sketching things on post-it notes and then out we go to make something, then it's a bit disappointing because there's way more to it than that. So organisations like Youthscape, and we're going to hear more from you in a bit, I guess, about what that actually, that, the robust process, which mm. is, actually, I mean, slice any of us in half and we've got the uh, innovation wall right the way through we us. We have it tattooed on us. We it, have right? it tattooed on us. But is there a danger that organisations who do that piece of work Mm. and then even if it's an amazing, robust, you know, it goes through a year-long process with some academic research and some great innovation and trying ideas with young people, for young people. It's a danger, though, that the end product then simply goes to a youth worker on the ground like me Mm. that doesn't have to do any of that thinking. We just take it off the shelf and say, well, somebody's done it, so I haven't got to... I've just got to try to work out how to use this with my group. And I I kind of call that innovation because it feels a little bit uncomfortable. But, I mean, who who is this responsibility on? Mm. For, For there to be genuinely innovative youth ministry in the UK... Who needs to carry that? So, well, I, I, I hope for immense democratization of innovation, which is the title of my forthcoming uh, <laughs> uh, cookbook. Quick, no, don't you take it. Someone else is yeah, listening yeah, and they're yeah. going to write that. But um, no, I, so I don't, I, again, I, like I'm anxious when I'm talking about this. I'm coming across telling people off and saying, you know, oh, I've got something that you haven't. What, what I, I think is I, I just 10 years ago looked at what was going on in other industries like um, technology, entertainment, design, uh, particularly um, you know companies like Apple and Samsung and and uh, Google, and looked at the way that they develop stuff, and uh, and I actually think you can apply the principles of how they develop stuff, not just to an organisation that's making widgets like Youthscape, but also to any church, any social group. You know, obviously the, the the things that you do might be different, you know, and you might not be producing widgets. You might be producing programs or uh, creating like social entrepreneurship. Um, but I think the basic principles are the same. And I would love us to just share those and for people then just run with them. Mm. And it's not like they have to come back to us and check that they're doing it right. Like I think it's an overall approach. And I think it's great to listen to people like Steve Jobs and, uh, you know, the TED conference, which is full of this stuff, and all the people who've written on design thinking, which is a big kind of area of innovation. Um, but just like, as with all things, just like magpie, just pinch mm. the best stuff, mm. see what works in your context, and then use it for yourself. And I think that would be, that'd be the dream for me. So it's not that we become, you know, that Youthscape becomes the people everyone has to come to to get some, some mm. of the proper innovation mm. stuff, but rather that we could kind of help people to learn these principles for themselves and then see what would happen if 
churches and 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 youth groups all across the country were sort of released to try new stuff in their area um, and see whether this kind of robust process comes out with different kind of different results than we're perhaps used to. So would you say that um, the the spirit of innovation, whether it's a volunteer youth worker, a paid youth worker, someone working for a parachurch youth organisation, mm. whatever, uh, is it essentially fueled by doomism? This is so tough. Numbers are so awful. I mean, I have bishops emailing me at the moment saying I'm kept awake in the middle of the night because the, the terrible numbers of young people in our you know, youth ministries in our, in our diocese. So that sort of doomism, which is we will try anything because actually it's all so awful. Or is it actually genuine like, no, we can't. These We are so creative. God made us so creative. And the gospel is such good news that that we sh- you know, it is on us to be innovative because, you know, how dare, how dare the church die with us? How, you know, that we actually, this is really important. So what... In the midst of that, when you when you think of innovation and innovative youth practices, what does that feel like for you? Yeah. What's what, where is your head at? Yeah, uh, do you know what? That may be the most prophetic question you've ever asked me, and I'll come on to why in a second. And you honestly don't know about this, so this Ooh. is this is one of these little. Ooh. You might get tingles. You're liking this. You might war get room, tingles. Aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> I'm enjoying the war room yeah. episode making of before the season. <laughs> um, so, well, let me first say that. Uh, the stuff that the, the, the world, that's a very, sorry, yes. I've gone back to my Baptist roots othering, there. Othering. The, the world, <laughs> uh, you know, has in terms of innovation is great. You know, there's some great books on design thinking and, and innovation. There's, uh, you know, all these great organizations like Google who are doing wonderful, fab kind of, they're showing us all the kinds of innovation, including like failure innovation, what it looks to make stuff like, you know, the chat rooms that didn't work yeah, and the yeah. social network that didn't work. Well, Google Plus didn't work and Google Glass didn't work. And, uh, and Apple has a whole history of those mm. things as well. So they, uh, I love the, what these organizations do. And I think we should look to them in a sense and say, wow, that's inspirational. You know, they really commit to robustly trying and testing and listening and research and development. They really do that well. But I actually think what's exciting is that those of us in the church, those of us that have the Holy Spirit living mm. within us and in our midst as we meet as communities, have something even more mm. powerful and so our version of, you know, the Google innovation process or the Apple innovation process could potentially be even more powerful because we don't just have all the elements and the learnings and the steps that they have. We also have the Holy Spirit. Mm. We also have the most powerful force in the universe um, working alongside us. And so, and so when I think about innovation, I'm really excited about the potential of us creating in partnership with the creator of the universe. I mean, that's just, that's mind-blowing. And so... You asked me. Yeah. You started that very rambling question <laughs> with the words, um, what is the spirit of innovation? And so uh, I'm writing a book. I know. I, I never tell you, do I? I love but, it. Right, I'm writing a book. But I'm writing a book about innovation. Uh, and I'm going to put basically everything you've just heard on this podcast. That's the first chapter. Okay. Um, but I'm writing a book and it's called... Brilliant. The spirit of innovation. It's called the spirit of innovation. Oh, and you didn't know that. I did not know that. Isn't that exciting? the forward. That is amazing. Did so, you just say you're writing the forward? I did. I just claimed it online. <laughs> uh, no, I know nothing about innovation. Um, so what what is it that could derail the church? And when I say the church, I mean the broad church. I mean all of us in our different areas and parts, pockets of the country, different sizes of church, youth ministry. So one thing that could derail us from really seizing this opportunity to genuinely innovate, and we're learning what that means now, 
is A, that we don't understand the word and we think it is like just rebranding that old thing. Or two, that we believe the cult of cool. Because mm-hmm. I think so often in youth ministry, sometimes what what people tell me is innovation mm-hmm. is just lots of things that look very cool. But when I peel, because I'm so old now that I can identify cool because it's not me. <laughs> like I can spot it. I'm like, oh, that's what cool looks like because that's definitely not how I look. But I, you sort of peel back the layers thing, but there's nothing behind that. Like yes. there's, And I think we're all in danger of that, aren't we? Because yes. we realise that how the teenage brain works is they're wired for curiosity and something new and different. So there's something beautiful about that that we do have to harness, but let's not buy into the cult of cool. Mm. I think that's more... Would you say that's more of a threat, really, to our ability to generally innovate than we yes. misunderstand the word? Or you know, what would you say? Yes. What, what are we most at threat I think of? it doesn't... First of all, it doesn't need to be cool, okay? It doesn't need to be complicated, it just needs to follow some simple principles, which we'll probably get on to. Play by the rules, people. Well, so let me give you an example because we've done, we've lo- there's lots of abstracts here. Yeah. Let me give you a concrete example. Uh, I know of a church that uh, kind of adopted this, uh, this idea and they really wanted to try to do something uh, significant for their community that would really connect with the needs of, of their community. Now, in this town, there was a university and uh, the university, they, they, they talked to a load of the students and said, you know, what do you need? How can we support you? We're a local church. We'd love to support you. And the uh, and the answer they got back time and time again is there's so much anxiety here, so much stress. It's unusual. There's an epidemic of anxiety in this town. And so, um, so the church set up this little kind of cafe opposite the main student union. So you could go in the student union for a drink or you could go opposite to this cafe and they basically just did a sort of... Um, anxiety-proof relaxation zone where they had people to talk to. They had like there was no alcohol there. It was all relaxing music and relax and chill space. And it was it was just this really chilled out space. And it suddenly started to fill up with uh, university students who had never had any connection with the church whatsoever. Now they first of all they they tried that for a sort of time limited time. They realised it really worked, and so they they actually extended it. And, and I don't know if it's still running, but it's, it certainly ran for a good time after. It was really successful. But also, not only did they test the idea, they also didn't just start with an idea. They didn't just go, oh, uh, what would be a good thing to do? An anxiety cafe. Because in nine towns out of ten, that probably isn't the prevailing need in the community. But what they did was they started before the idea and they listened to what was really going on. They listened to the Spirit of God, but they also listened to the community that they were in. And they really served an actual felt need. And that's why it really took off when they did it. So so that's an example. That's not cool. It definitely almost certainly wasn't cool. There's a lot of herbal tea involved. <laughs> it wasn't cool. But um but it but it was Wales definitely song. innovative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it definitely responded. And I hope that feels like a concrete example. In terms of the the, the biggest threat to this thing, I think if you want to try to uh in it kind of take on in innovation, sort of adopt um innovation into the culture of what you're doing, the biggest risk to it is rushing. Not the Russians, mm-hmm. uh, just to be clear, if anyone's listening. Uh, the, um, the, the, the risk is that you will try to hurtle through the process and tick it off. Mm-hmm. And it only really works if you're prepared to commit time and work slowly. And sometimes for some personality types, like mine, yes, like mine. and like yeah. yours, because we're instigators, not finisher completers, uh, you know, it's really tough to do something slowly. But actually, if you don't spend time listening and then really working on the idea to make sure it's the best idea and then really developing the idea to make sure that it 
actually is the best version of the idea and then testing it and piloting it and evaluating it. If you don't do all those things, you're not really doing innovation. Mm. You're just doing a sort of slightly kind of a, a slightly different version of the old. I've had an idea in a shower. Let's see mm. if it works. Yeah, okay, let's let's bash it out. And if you don't really do all that stuff, let's say you do a little bit of yep. it, which is we think we know the need. Of, we, you know, we know young. Let's say there is a youth worker. They actually do know young people in their area very well. They've got those historical sort of relationships yeah. with the community. So actually, they could say, I think I do kind of have a hunch, and here's an idea. It's quite good, and I'll start it next week. Now I know why we do that because I, you know, we, we're doing schools work now, and. I've been offered the opportunity to be in this school three lunch times, mm. and I'd love my team to be in there. So suddenly, I, you know, we've got our our diaries and we've got stuff that we need to deliver. So that's what squeezes it out yep. because we've got to have an idea for next week and for next week, and those weeks come around really quick. But f- from your perspective, you know, we could keep stuff ticking on and do a fairly good job. But what are we missing if we don't? actually interrogate an idea yeah. and we don't really try it out and risk failure and what what do we miss in the process let me give you a sort of very practical example because a little thing that you could do okay so if i said to you draw an apple um then you would draw you know draw an apple right no, i mean we I, can all picture yeah. rachel's apple drawing <laughs> but if i said to you right you've got to draw five apples but they all have to look different to each other um, and they actually, they can be as creative as you like, but they have to be completely different. They can't look like each other. You're going to drive five apples. Um, then that would be a very different proposition. I'm not, sh- not sure you would know what you would draw at that point. And if I said to you draw 30 apples, then, you know, they've all got to be different to each other. Then, um, but then by the end of it, you'd have done some really weird abstract stuff, right? Like stuff you never would have thought of because our brains are wired. The way that our brains work with kind of neurological pathways, they're trained to go down the same familiar kind of paths that they always go down. And so if you sit and do a brainstorm and you come up with an idea or two, they're probably the most obvious ideas. They're probably the things that you would naturally resort to, things you've seen before somewhere and you didn't know that you'd seen. Um, Those are the familiar things. But when you push further and then further again, and you spend time, because the only way you can push those things is by spending time, you, you will come up with all sorts of weird creative ideas that you never thought like possible because you're making connections, creative connections all the time with, with different things you weren't expecting to sort of hit together. And by the end of your 30 apples, you will have something in there that you never would have dreamed would have come out of your pen. And I think the same is true when you are, you know, brainstorming what your, you know, anxiety cafe is going to look like, for example, or your youth group your new youth group or your football project or, you know, if you if you actually spend the time forcing yourself to think in new ways, you'll come up with amazing stuff that you never would have thought was possible. And, um, and that only happens with the investment of time. So that's why you end up poorer for not following the process. So essentially, I, I, mean, I think I'm hearing you saying, Martin, that innovation essentially at the heart, we've got to be prepared to let go of what we think we know mm. and be prepared to let the Holy Spirit, to let our imaginations just take us somewhere wildly different. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the the going forward might also mean some going back. So, so you can do you can do rediscovery as well. So you know, being creative doesn't um, mean uh, you have to think of some brand new thing that no one has ever um, thought of before. One of my um, favorite TED talks. I'm a bit of a TED talk buff. Mm-hmm. I know they just make you feel good, don't they? It's just yeah. it's just a sort of modern chicken soup for the soul. The TED talk, but um, <laughs> but I. I I love this this one and the title is Everything is a Remix. And it basically looks at like the music of Bob Dylan and it, it deconstructs it and it basically finds that Bob Dylan ripped off all his best 
kind of ideas from other artists. Well, borrowed from, and but some of it's like really close. Um, and the, the, the guy giving the talk is basically saying, you know, um, don't you, you're not going to be um, completely innovative. You know, it's, it's in the Bible, isn't it? You know, there's nothing mm. new under the sun uh, in Ecclesiastes. Yeah. But, but, but sometimes creativity and innovation is about making connections for the first time between old things. And so it could be, you know, I've found this very much in my youth ministry. You know, it's about finding new ways into the ancient monastic kind of spiritual disciplines, for example. So I think churches and and youth leaders and other leaders that don't need to be scared off by the idea of innovation as we're going to change the message, we're going to change the method, everything's going to change, it's all going to be completely new, and it's going to be on the computer because that's what we fear. Uh, It's all going to be on TikTok. That's not necessarily what we're saying. We're saying like... Um, creativity is is about thinking in fresh ways and allowing your brain to go to new places it's not been before. But it will be connect, make, making connections between all the things that you know and all the areas of life. And that's really exciting and liberating. Fantastic. I love that. I love that. I, I, um, I have known you for years and I've listened to you for loads of it. But I just, just then, thank you for going for that because I just think I got so much. And I know people listening would have got so much. And I feel it was sneakily dragged out. It was out really you. sneaky. You did not tell me about that. No, I didn't. I didn't. But I know it's in there. It's gold. Okay, so this season is all about innovation. We've sort of set it up with this sneaky intro. And uh, we're going to be talking to a bunch of people, not just in the UK, uh, we're gonna because we're now we've gone global with the we podcast. Have, yeah. We've got all these listeners in other parts of the world. Have we? <laughs> have we now? Well, all these, okay, we spoke to some guests in other parts of the world. Um, you know, so uh, so we're gonna we're gonna stick to that. We're gonna mm-hmm. keep going beyond mm-hmm. these shores, and we're gonna talk about innovation. And we'd love to hear from you as well. So if you've got thoughts, questions, stories on innovation, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, podcast at youthscape.co.uk, um, and uh, and we'd love to kind of hear from you and also we're on social media at uh youthscape on twitter and meet youthscape on facebook and on instagram i can't remember what we are because i don't really use it i think just youthscape we're what just, was that just youthscape on instagram at youthscape on the jam are we on tiktok no, well i don't know because I, I can no, do some dances no. now <laughs> my daughter's dance. taught me some <laughs> now before we head into this season and end this episode um, I just want to say we are but a few moments away from the National Ooh. Youth Ministry Ooh, from Weekend. I'm ordering crumble in my room. I can't wait. And <laughs> what? Do you remember that story last, the last time we were all together and I was in the hotel and I ordered rhubarb crumble at half 11 at night because I could. I was, oh, I was wow. so happy. You are so rock and roll, oh, Rachel. so happy. But anyway, yes. Just to be clear, that's not on Rachel's rider. No, it's not. She and I had to pay for it. <laughs> I will not speak anywhere unless I have hot apple crumble delivered to my hotel room at 11.30. I'm at night. Yes, we're not far away from National no, Youth no. Ministry Weekend. Very exciting. We'll talk about innovation there. You packed your pants. I, not yet, no. Oh, get them but ironed. I, but I will. Although yes. last year, I forgot my pants. Oh, Two no. years ago, I had to buy some pants. Oh, you had to from, buy a shirt. Uh, I remember you had to buy a shirt. Yeah, I went and bought a shirt and pants. Yes. And that shirt went in the bin. What part of like putting a bag of stuff together that is your overnight bag... Did you not think pants and shirt? Did you like put a toothbrush in there and then like, oh, that's filled the bag? Like, I don't know. What, what else? Because like, surely like your little overnight bag is rattling around if it's if it hasn't got pants and socks. I, and I don't shirt. know what it says about me that there were no problems with the program, there were no problems with the content of <laughs> no, the, event, right. the event, but I great. couldn't actually get myself dressed. <laughs> 
Uh, what does that say? Well, it's the right priorities. I think it's, I mean, had you walked around looking absolutely pucker and the whole thing had fallen apart, oh, I think we'd all be wanting our money back. So. I didn't. I didn't look pucker. No, I say, <laughs> I bought a shirt, a horrendous shirt that I wore on Saturday night. It was and, great. And then Ali, did I tell you this? I can't remember I said this on the podcast. But Ali Martin whispered to me, because I'd worn this shirt and we all had a good laugh Larry, about it. It was yeah. pink and floral. It cost me like five pounds from Next in the 80% off sale. <laughs> and uh, and she just leant across to me really sweetly and she said, I see you're wearing a T-shirt. Maybe take the shirt off for prayer ministry. <laughs> prayer ministry? Yeah. People are very tender. Yeah. So when we did the prayer ministry, <laughs> hearts are open. I took my shirt off. <laughs> With a t-shirt underneath. Did you ever ask her why? I lost the shirt because it was hideous and distracting. So, uh, so I, as soon as I got back, it went to a charity shop. I love it that Ali said that. That yeah. is because she's so pastorally kept. So she'd yeah. have been really weighing that up, sure. and she would have, before the Lord, realised that that would was the right thing to do before the Lord. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that and she'd been passed a series of what I'm going to call prophetic words from other members of the of the people in the room. Um, so anyway, where are we going with that? So National Youth Ministry Weekend is going to be absolutely awesome. It is. So we've got so many brilliant contributors. That's not the most exciting thing. The most exciting thing uh, is that we're together. We're together. We're all together. You will be in your own. You won't have time for crumble. Oh, gosh, I'll be so absolutely. I don't know. I don't know what to do. With You're my getting hands. a bit emotional and jiggly I now. Am, I am. I it just. We've not all as a group been back together for a long time, and I think it. Will, I will have to just face the disappointment. Like Friday night, I will just need to hit a wall or somebody not be very nice to me. So that I just come down a few pegs. Otherwise, I will be the child at the party that just is like, they're going to crash a bed. No, they haven't yet. No, they haven't yet. No, they haven't yet. So I need to hit that wall quite early. But um, I am very excited. I am very excited. And I do think, I know, I mean, Jesus can do amazing stuff. But people are listening to this that aren't able to get here. So we don't want you to feel excluded because obviously it's great to gather together. But it's more important that we've got our local networks and, you know, doing the stuff on the ground. But I do think there's something for all of us about the fact that some of us are getting together in yeah. one space yeah. and sharing that. And, and so I think whether you're actually able to physically make it or not, this is, we're all together. I'm, I'm thinking of you, even if you can't make the weekend, you're part of this, you're part of the tribe. We'll do the hashtags this time, like not yeah. at National Youth Ministry Weekend. We'll yeah, do and how do we make them feel really loved and part of this? Because like, I've, I've been part of not at hashtags and there's almost what binds you is the fact that you're a bit cross yeah. and a bit angsty. Yeah. And I get that. There's a little bit of an identity thing, but I also want anyone who is doing a not at National Youth Ministry Weekend to kind of feel the love yeah. and feel that this is, you know, their voice matters. I don't know, maybe they'll love it if I join. <laughs> I'll be like, hello, hello yeah. everyone. We could do some live video stuff. Yeah, I think that's really important. Haven't really, um, we're, having, we're having another live brainstorm now. Yeah, we are. Amy's loving this. A Amy's what? literally like, we haven't well, budgeted for this. Now, Amy, this is the War Rooms episode. It's not really officially a I podcast. I don't really know what that means. It just means like we're planning stuff and no one's really listening in, apart from people that are like listening but in. But we've just put it out as our we first have, podcast. We have, but it's like we're, pretend, we're pretending we haven't. It's like, it's like pretend. It's, a, it's, a, it's like a acting. It's like construct. Okay. So Amy didn't want to be on this Okay. Right. Um, but we love Amy. We do love Amy. And something really important. So yes. In real time. Yes. Something really important that I would say is more important than National Youth Ministry Weekend. Even more important than the National Youth Ministry very, Weekend. Very, very soon. Where are you going with this? Our Amy's getting married. <gasps> it's beautiful. Amy. She's getting married. And uh, we love her dearly because this is like, she's at the moment sat here sorting us out and she's got like billions of things in her brain that are going yeah. on. She'd probably much rather be somewhere else rather than sat listening to us. So we... We know that Amy loves snacks. 
So can you keep talking? Well, like- yes. So uh, Rachel called me earlier on uh, and said, "What what is the consummate thing that describes Amy? Like if you if you say the word Amy, what is what's the word that comes before or after the word Amy that just makes sense of everything about her? And I'll tell you what that word is: it's snacks. <laughs> because Amy is. The, she's she's a lover of actually in the Latin it means lover of snacks. Lover of snacks, and 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 it really is true. She's so, always got something on yeah. the go. Uh, we had a, we had an issue earlier. She couldn't open a snack. <laughs> yeah, she refused to start to open it for her. She was so upset <laughs> that and, she couldn't get into a snack. So we love you. We don't pre-plan. So I hadn't pre-planned this. So I suddenly realised I hadn't got you any snacks. And I didn't, I didn't have a chance to check with your friends. So I got you one of every single packet of crisps. That was, that was standing in front of me. Oh my so, gosh, look at this. We've got everything here. We've got, I just went along the line. What are those got, quavers? We've got salt and vinegar. The max ones oh, are rich. Oh yeah, lovely. Quavers. We've yeah. got some pipers. There's two flavours of quavers, I oven see. Oven baked. Well, prawn cocktail quavers. Lovely. I've never heard of them. So I got them. Um, some monster. Some munch, some oh, we'll have those way McCoys, before the wedding. Some big hoops. You know what? So, pickled onion, uh, monster munch, spoiling the wedding. And then the other thing we got you is we've got you a bottle of champagne. Oh. Pop the fizz, pop the fizz. We love you, Amy. And we know that this is just going to be the most extraordinarily overwhelming and amazing and oh, crazy weekend for you. And we Thank love you. Thank you, Rachel. Oh, we love you. And I think I, we speak for the whole podcast community, don't we? The podcast community. The podcast community. Is there community. such a thing? The, sorry, the Youthscape podcast community. <laughs> it's a bit smaller. Yeah. Than the actual podcast. It's a lot of crisps. I think, can't believe how many I crisps think you bought. People her. love Amy and they love hearing Amy's voice. They feel a, a, an intense sympathy for her. <laughs> Because she has to sit and listen to all of these once and then she has to go through and edit oh, them, again. which means she has to listen again. And she has billions of other things. Yeah. You know, you're managing so much stuff here at Youthscape and yet you have to sit with us. So we love you, Amy. And we're just praying for you guys for an amazing wedding day and a run up to it. And we want to hear all about the wedding day when you're back. Are you, are you happy with me saying Pete's name on the podcast? <laughs> I didn't know whether you were. Oh, yep. It. She's marrying Pete. <laughs> there we go. Hey, I'm Pete. Amy he does listen Pete. to the podcast occasionally. Does he? Does he? He'll listen to this one. Oh, Pete, there's lots of snacks coming your way. <laughs> Pete, if you're a fan of... Are there any there that Pete will, Pete will snaffle straight away? Go on, point to them. Which ones? What's he get? He's going to have those, like isn't he? I knew he's going to have those McCoy's, fire, fire, fire pit, pit barbecue beef And ones. the Pipers. You see, yeah. this is because of our quiz about cheese. I just thought you'd be all over the cheese. <laughs> oh, I feel like the war rooms are done. I feel like oh. people are feeling really comfortable. Are we still about, recording? We are still recording. So thus endeth the war rooms. And episode one begins properly next week. We will be on our bestest behaviour. We love you, tribe. See you at the weekend. <laughs>